Hi, welcome back to Atrium Talks. Hi, Bhagwan. Adipa. Bhagwan, in the last episode, we spoke about you know the imperative, the creativity imperative, and we said we're going to talk about interventions with respect to individuals, with respect to organizations, in terms of interventions that can improve creativity. Yes, so, we can cultivate creativity. That's the bottom line. Tell us a little more. A lot of people think creativity is innate, it's about a genius. It is not. It's something that can be cultivated. Children are natural at it. Children are creative all the time. And by the time they reach fourth grade, they're not as creative. It's this phenomenon called fourth grade slump. Ah, the fourth grade slump. That's right, yeah. Because is that correlated with more structure that starts to emerge That's in their right. lives? That's right, and I think that is key. The key here is that by the fourth grade, we are telling children, don't run on the street, don't do this, show up on time, all kinds of rules. But the creativity is about imagination. Right. It's imagination and coming up with lots of ideas. And that's what we need to encourage. If you're trying to encourage creativity, it's the imagination that needs to wander. And the second thing is, it's quantity over quality. It's very important that you come up with lots of ideas. And is that because then the probability of a good That's idea right. that emerges Because is... most ideas are not going to succeed. Just as in genetic mutations, our cells are very creative. So they do all kinds of mutations. Most of them fail. Most of them die. But a few succeed. Creativity is just like that. So this also brings in the, the myth of the lone inventor, right? So if the idea, right. if, if the objective is to generate lots of ideas, I guess then teams trump individuals. Team trumps individuals indeed. And if you look at the typical hotbeds of creativity, they have been social, right? Correct, you know? correct. Cities, uh, research institutes, uh, collaboration across countries. That's how creativity comes about. So let's start with children. I think it is important not to have their entire day structured. Right. You need to give them time where they're just wandering, doing their own things. So you can't say, here's school from eight to two, and then two to five is sports, and then five to 10, none of that. And the same idea applies to organizations as well. So I'll tell you this great trick about how to do offsites. You know, we all, all organizations do offsites. Structured, schedules, Structured. agendas. Okay, big mistake. First thing is, if you're doing an offsite, don't do a day offsite. Hmm. And say, oh, we're gonna reach there by nine, set up the problem, we'll brainstorm from 12 to two, have lunch, and by five o'clock, we'll have solutions. I just came off an off-site, which was structured exactly in that manner. Mistake. So you're saying that's not good, that's a mistake. mistake. If you're going to do an off-site, you need to allow the mind to wander. So first of all, it should be an overnight off-site. Mm -hmm. So reach there in the morning, don't talk about anything, have fun, breakfast, Use the afternoon, the first session, to brainstorm. But the brainstorming session is not to find the solution. It's just to come up with the heck of all kinds of ideas and allow people to express those ideas without fear. Okay. Psychologists have talked about that 
innovation and creative can actually be cathartic. So when you share your ideas, when you're feeling free, when you're feeling that nobody's judging you, it actually relieves you of this tension. Yeah, yeah. So that's what the afternoon session is. And then in the evening, you have dinner, you have wine or whatever. Before going to bed, this is very important, you have one session in which you frame the problems. Not answer the problem, only frame the problem. Again, I'm going to quote Einstein. Einstein said that an intelligent person can answer the question, but a creative person knows how to ask the question. And then let people go to sleep. There are famous scientists who have tried this trick, that when your mind has all these ideas in your head, just before going to bed, when you're relaxed, some of these connections might start to happen. So now in an off-site, what you can do is allow people to sleep overnight, and in the morning, you're going to find that while you were sleeping, and the previous day, you were cutting all the leather pieces, you would find that elves had actually made the shoes. <laughs> so when you wake up in the morning, the solutions might come to you. Sure. I think this idea of mind-wandering is it's important. Very, very important. But let me also mention that that alone is not enough. You can't just say mind-wandering. The structure is useful. So we need the tools. And the tools are the tools we use. Pen and pencil, paint and brush, the computer, chat GPD, smartphone, and even IQ and discipline. These are all tools we need. Once we know a glimpse of a solution, to then take it and implement it. So, so far we've spoken about mind wandering, you know, the need for unstructured space, mind space to be able to be creative. We also talked about teams and we talked about yes. how you need to mingle the social process. And I know we'll talk about the social process a lot more yeah. in the next episode. Uh, but I want to touch upon the last thing that you talked about, which is technology. Yeah. Right? You, you, you've mentioned ChatGPT in passing, you've talked about software and notes in passing. But can we talk a little bit about how technology, and not how, you know, does technology enable creativity? Yeah. So as I said, technology is a tool. It's a tool that would allow you to take that idea from A to B. That's sure. what technology allows us to do. So let's not be misled by thing artificial intelligence is intelligence in that sense. Right, artificial right. intelligence is a tool. But as of now, AI is not doing what human beings are right. really good at, right. which is connecting the dots. The dots. Right. So you need to see the dots, right. and the dots will only come in an offside if you allow people to freely express it without fear, without judgment. And then while you're sleeping, somehow you'll make those connections. And I think that is the creative process in general that seems to work. Sure. The, you know, there's also been said, Bhagwan, that, you know, technology constrains us in some ways, right? But then you, we live in a world where, you know, we're yeah, constantly yes. messaging and, you know, what can you do to live, you know, think outside the box when the internet is the box? So, you know, how do you, uh, so, you know, yeah, I yeah, also yeah. wonder whether, you know, technology, of course, it aids us as a tool, like you said, but has it also changed our lives and behaviors? Uh, to the point where, you know, it, it constrains our creativity and impedes And that's it. why we need to have sessions where we don't use technology. So yes, we do need to put our phones away while we are brainstorming, 
while we are at dinner, while we are sleeping. So lots of good insights there, Bhagwan. We talked about the need for unstructured time and space. Yes. Where the mind can wander freely. We also talked about the need for spaces where we can fearlessly express ourselves and not be judged. Very important. Very yes. important. We also talked about how creativity is a social process. I know we're going to explore that yes, much indeed. more in the next uh, episode. But the myth of the lone inventor being, uh, you know, in some sense uh, muted. And finally, we talked about technology, how it's an enabler, but it also must be viewed cautiously. And we must be aware of how it also in some sense, inhibits creativity. Even if though you rely on it too, too much. much. Yes. Thank you much. Vipa. Thank you, Deepa.